Ladies and gentlemen, welcome wrestling fans worldwide to Knoxville and the Great Smoky Mountains for the Ron Fuller Tennessee Studcast. Six feet nine inches tall, 265 pounds. This historic podcast from one of the most respected and successful wrestlers and promoters will follow the footsteps of the largest and oldest wrestling family on the planet. Listen to what I'm saying. That's right. Bring that camera in here a little bit closer. Through 93 years and four generations. The stud has arrived. Old school or new fan, this unique broadcast will educate and captivate as Ron details decades of professional wrestling's growth with truly unforgettable stories. I want those people out there at home to hear the stud. Sit back and enjoy the ride with the Tennessee stud. The Tennessee stud. You will learn that name, you will remember it. And now, the stud is here. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in once again. David Summers hosting another stud cast with the Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller. This is the story of wrestling in America as told by the stud, whose family started the profession 100 years ago. Now we step back into the ring and back into time. We go into the Great Smoky Mountains where we find the Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller. What's going on, stud? Oh, geez, man. Just uh, enjoying it. Beautiful, beautiful day here. Blue sky, real white clouds, birds out, man. Uh, I think springtime's coming. Sounds like it. Yeah. Except I looked at the weather, and uh, about uh, five days down the road here, uh, <laughs> we're going to be we're going to go down to thirteen one night. Oh wow! Okay, so we're going to be twenty nine. You're going to be thirteen. South Al- South Alabama ain't so bad, but that's still cold for South Alabama. Yeah, the twenty nine. Yeah, that that yeah. day, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're going down to thirteen degrees, man. And uh, so you know, and I, and I see a lot of things blooming here, man. The big peach trees and uh, a lot of trees are blooming out. I'm I'm sorry about that because that thirteen's going to cut them back. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it will. All right, so we have a big stud cast in front of us today, stud. But I'd like to find out before we start how the new studs streaming site at classiccontinentalwrestling.com is doing. Tell us about that. I know you're really proud of that. Oh man, it's off to a great start, Dave. Wow. Uh, that, that it's future is very bright. I can tell you that there's so much on it already, man. And what's yet to come is it's, it's, it's mind boggling. Uh, my ideas and all the things we're going to be doing. Every USA TV show is already on there. Uh, every continental and the, the upcoming Southeastern TV shows, uh, the ones that I can find, they're all going to be there. And uh, every stud cast ever done is going to be on there. And that'll be very shortly. They'll all be there. Uh, there's going to be unlimited stud stories of all different kinds of subjects, uh, like the stud stories are. And uh, those things have become very popular. And, uh, and they're going to continue right on there. Uh, that uh, classic continental wrestling Dot com is going to become a huge site, I predict, and I think uh, a lot of fans are really, really going to enjoy that. Oh, absolutely, and no doubt. There's a lot, a lot of content, Ron, but I think there's a lot more that is going to be coming as well. Uh, you're right about that, man. Uh, all kinds of documentaries, and like the one that's already there. There's already a Wendell Cooley, Wildcat Wendell Cooley documentary on there. It's about 90 minutes long. And it has some wrestling clips of his career, uh, plus the Dirty White Boy and uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard are in it. 
And uh, here's a here's a next big addition, man. That's coming very soon, Dave. Uh, uh, I call it. Uh, I'm going to call it Stud Stars of the Sports, hmm. of the Sports Show. And uh, they're coming, and each one is uh, near three hours in length. Uh, many of them are live recorded interviews with stars such as Arn Anderson, uh, Mankind, Mick Foley, Terry Funk, Stan Hansen, Bob Armstrong, uh, the Honky Talk Man. Exotic Adrian Street, Dr. D, David Schultz, Jerry the King Lawler, Ronnie Garvin, Cowboy Bill Watts, my brother Robert, alias WCW's Colonel Parker, and also WWE's Tennessee Lee, plus my cousin Jimmy, and he's got an alias too, man, Bunkhouse <laughs> Buck, WCW, and, uh, and there's at least 20 more after that, man. So uh, it's going to include, uh, you know, uh, one to three hour tributes uh, besides these type of doings with the live interviews and with guys that are still alive. I'm going to do these tributes to the famous stars that are no longer with us. I'm going to do a long, on one on Andre the Giant, uh, the legendary Ron Wright, Paul Orndorff, uh, Danny Hodge, Jim Barnett, and uh, my good friend Bob Armstrong, that I'm sad to say, is not with us as well. But uh, and, th- and that's not even all. Uh, other stars of the sports shows are going to be about my unique personal wrestling experiences, like wrestling in the crazy Caribbean, man. The historic Knoxville War of 1979. <laughs> Three hours I talk about that. Uh, how it went down and Plan B, video, all of the stuff that went along with it. I'm going to talk about wrestling in Japan in 1983. I've got a subject matter of 10 wrestling riots that I was a part of, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about the histories of Vern Gagne's AWA and the Sheik's big-time wrestling territories. And uh, I'm going to have uh, recognized historians on those shows with me. Hmm. And uh, there's even an episode about something I had, to, I had success in after my wrestling days. And that's all about five years in another sport, hockey. And how uh, me and my partners were able to create the first indoor sports introduction of a team that uh, now is copied everywhere around the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is crazy, Stud. You just mentioned an incredible long list, mostly three-hour shows that will be added to the ClassicContinentalWrestling.com streaming channel very soon. That is not even counting the TV shows, the stud stories, and so much more to come. Only $4.99 a month gets all of that, or only $39.99 a year. Pay at one time, which is just over $3 a month if you pay annually. Subscribe now, ClassicContinentalWrestling.com. The studs streaming channel that gets you the absolute best deal in old school wrestling. All right, so what else, Ron? What else is going on? Well, geez, man, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm I'm really going to I'm just going to announce it now. I was going to kind of hold this, but mm-hmm. but uh, I'm going to do the Andre the Giant one. It's going to be on there. That's a three hour tribute. It's wow. going to be on the first one of uh, the stars of the sport, and it'll be on the ClassicContinentalWrestling.com streaming channel. Uh, part one of this uh, of this uh, pretty hilarious man. These are all Andre stories for three hours, man. Uh, uh, and it, it, they're all my personal stories, the things that I did with Andre myself. Uh, that one is going to go up on Thursday, March the tenth. Uh, you're going to get the uh, first part, and uh, and then three days later on Sunday, March thirteenth, uh, you're going to get the second part. So. Uh, <laughs> 
So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not holding back, my man. I'm going to start throwing it up there now. And uh, we're just going to keep firing these things off into this, uh, into this uh, streaming channel until, wow, fans are just going to, I think, go crazy about this. It's uh, going to be content, uh, absolutely unreal content. Y'all, the stud ain't messing around. This is a giant way, no pun intended. Well, a pun was intended to begin the studs streaming channel with Andre the Giant. Speaking of giant, let's get to today's tremendous ride. Let's do it. Well, before we do that, Dave, you know, I kind of decided to, to make a change here. I wanted to change the name. I've been using uh, this name for the second territory uh, as Southeastern Pensacola. And it's something, uh, I think there's something, man, that probably describes that better. And, uh, and uh, I, so I want to start not calling it Pensacola anymore. And uh, because it was the old Gulf Coast Territory, uh, the one that I purchased in late 1977, mm -hmm. uh, it, and that territory is going to begin operating down there under the name of Gulf Coast. So from, from here on, man, uh, I think we're going to call that territory down south there, uh, the new territory is going to be called Southeastern Gulf Coast. Well, I mean, that, that kind of, that kind of is an automatic seems to make a lot of sense, Ron. Most people in that part of the country, remember your father's first territory. It started in like, I think 1954 as Gulf Coast wrestling. You'll be paying tribute to what your father built and sold to his cousins, the three fields brothers back in 1959. They were also members of course, of your Welch family. Big old family, man. Indeed, for real. <laughs> there a whole lot of them, you know. Uh, they they were actually those boys. Those three boys were my grandfather Roy's uh, sister's sons. Mm -hmm. uh, so so that being said, man, uh, let's ride into this stud cast, man. And this is a very special one, Dave, for many reasons, man. Uh, one of them, I guess, is it's the two hundred and fortieth episode. Wow, it's hard to believe. Uh, it's Southeastern Gulf Coast's first ever event in Dothan, Alabama on Friday, March 3rd, 1978, which is almost exactly 44 years ago to the day, pretty <laughs> close to it, you know. And that day was also my 30th birthday. And this one, on top of all that, it's got a special guest, man, Charlie Platt, the head commentator for every one of the Southeastern Gulf Coast TV shows over a seven-year period. He's going to be on here with us today. So from this day forward, uh, Studcast, uh, they've, uh, they're going to start being uh, better than ever. Uh, beginning with this Studcast, there are now, obviously, two territories. And when you got two territories, you got twice as much to talk about. <laughs> there's a whole lot of things not only going on in the north and Knoxville, but there's a whole lot of things going on every week south in Pensacola. So there's no today's training in this program today, this studcast, and there's no learning tree in this studcast. Southeastern Gulf Coast is going to be the focus for this one, and uh, that's because it was having its first live event, and by golly, uh, that's only going to happen once, and that's where we're going to be focusing today. Uh, Andre the Giants on the card in this studcast, and I have a great Andre story to tell here today, and uh, we're going to find out who else was on that first card. We'll talk about it kind of like we've been doing about Southeastern Knoxville for a long time. We'll talk about that card. We're going to talk about the results of it. We'll talk about the attendance that first night. And uh, this one, besides, uh, you know, 
uh, being a very rare guest on it, we'll end up with the actual recording of my first Hill interview on Southeastern Gulf Coast TV. <laughs> and uh, basically, I think probably it's probably called the introduction, Stud's introduction to the state of Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this stud cast, Dave, is as loaded with action as a two-ring battle royal, man. <laughs> Then, then we better get started riding into this thing. It must feel pretty good to be looking back at all this history and everything that you've accomplished, Stud. Well, you know, uh, I, yeah, I gotta gotta admit, man, I've been blessed by the good Lord, man, to be here. You know, uh, so many uh, I see so many guys my age now that aren't anymore, and to be able to tell this story today, wow. Uh, I just, like I say, I'm blessed, and uh, and it's a thrill for me. It's an honor for me to be able to talk about this, all these events. Uh, so many great people were involved in, in these in these things. It was just definitely not just me. So on March 3rd, 1978, to me, it was a special day, and, uh, and it forever will be to me a special day. So let's begin it, man, with, with how that day started. With Andre the Giant and I are flying from Knoxville, Tennessee, down to Dothan, Alabama. And, <laughs> All uh, right. And, and the, that, that morning, real early in the morning after I picked Andre, started off with a Waffle House breakfast. Can you imagine that? <laughs> in his case, it was a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But yeah, in my case, right, it was right. a early in the morning at Waffle House. Uh, and the Giant had a big smile on his face that early part of the day. But, you know, the giant loved the party man when he came to visit us in Knoxville. And uh, he had been up most of the night. He had been uh, buying guys beer. And uh, and they had been setting them cans on the table and counting them up to see how many he drank, I'm sure. And I wasn't with him that night because I knew this was going to be a long day, man. Uh, we had a lot to do once we got to Dothan, or at least I did. So anyway, we had to fly. If you fly in the south back in the day, and you wanted to go just about anywhere, you had to land in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so I had to fly. We both got on the plane. We took one of those smaller jets uh, down to Atlanta. We got on another one that was going into Dothan, Alabama. But while we were changing planes, and, uh, you know, at this point, uh, I guess uh, Andre had had him a big old meal, man, and he got to, you know, wanting to take a little nap. So he says to me, we're at the gate, and you got the big old chairs there. And I saw him go over and buy a newspaper. And I was thinking, well, you know, I can't believe Andre's going to read the paper here, man, uh, you know. <laughs> and uh, he comes back, mm -hmm. and he he uh, pulls a, the whole front page and the back page of the paper, that, which is one big sheet. And he says to me, Ron, he goes, uh, Ron, I, I want to sleep. He goes, I, I need to sleep some. So I said, well, cool, cool, Andre. Yeah, we got a little layover here. Yeah, go right ahead. And so he sits in one of the big chairs. And thank God they had a big chair because Andre couldn't sit in a little one. Yeah. And so he gets in one of these big armchair, big old chairs, and he jacks back and, and lays his head back on the back of the chair. He puts his legs out in front of him, just like he's in bed almost. And then he takes that big paper and he puts it all over it covers his face with it it covers his face it covers part of his shoulders the only thing it doesn't get is he had the big afro back in that day it didn't really cover the afro <laughs> but all of his body and the big legs and that size 24 shoes you know uh 
uh, all of that was sticking out. So and he says, uh, Ron, don't let anybody bother me. And uh, so I said, okay, Andre, I'll do my best, man. So uh, he goes to sleep. And uh, it's not long till people start coming by and they start stopping. They realize they don't know. Some of them probably thought, you know, this this kind of be Andre the Giant. But, you know, uh, uh, anyway, th there's a little crowd kind of develops there. And uh, then along comes the, the one guy. There's got to be a guy like this in every crowd. And uh, instead, everybody else is back being kind of quiet. And they're looking and talking. That's Andre the Giant. They're whispering to each other and that thing. <laughs> and then here comes the dummy. <laughs> and he comes up real loud. He goes, hey. That's the Andre the Giant, ain't it? Oh, no. You know, and I go, yeah, man, yeah, it is, you know. And I, be, be quiet, man. He, he's asleep. Oh, no, no, I want to get his autograph. I want him to sign this. I, I hear he started digging in for some kind of paper. He wanted to get signed with Andre's autograph. And I said, no, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't, I don't really believe that's a good idea. And everybody else kind of figured out, oh, this is not looking good. And they all kind of disappeared except for this dummy. And he just continues on with it. Well, you know, let me let me get me up. I said, no, 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 man. He's he's taking a nap here. He said he's been up late, you know, and he he don't want to be bothered. I said, you know, you need to go on. Uh, no, 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 no. He just wouldn't. He wouldn't stop. So finally, I uh, just said, okay, go ahead. And, you know, I'm yeah, I'm gonna punch him on the shoulder here. You know, uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get him some autograph. And I said, go ahead, go ahead. So the guy reaches sitting there and he taps Andre on the shoulder. He put it lightly the first time, but then like the goofy was, you know, the second time he kind of pokes him pretty good. You know? uh, yeah. And, uh, and, he says, and Andre kind of moves a little bit, but he don't, they don't get up. The paper's still sitting on his face. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the guy goes, uh, Hey, Hey, Andre. Andre, I want you to sign this autograph for me. And uh, Andre says, <laughs> and then this really low voice, and I mean, he really want, he wanted this guy to go. He goes, go away. <laughs> and, and when he said it, it looked, it looked like a, a comic, a comedy piece, you know, one of those, uh, something in the newspaper where the, the newspaper floated up off of his face about a foot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then came back down and settled on his face again. Oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, when I looked up at the guy, the guys with me was, he turned white as a ghost and he grabbed his little satchel man and he took off running. He didn't walk away. He took off running down the, down the concourse to get away as fast as he could. So, so that was kind of a Andre's. That was Andre's life, man. He really, really had to deal with some crazy stuff, and you know, it was always great watching how he dealt with people. Uh, sometimes he could be so nice. Sometimes he was not so nice. And, uh, mm. Well, this guy's lucky he, he didn't go turn into one of those really bad, not so nice. Boy, he really tolerated a lot because he, he understood when you're famous and a a humongous star like he was. So he, he really did put up with with a lot. That is another classic story. And listen, I thought you were going to tell the Waffle House story. That one is classic, too. But uh, maybe that's for another time. All right. So listen, tell us about who was wrestling on that first Southeastern Gulf Coast card 
It was March 3rd, 1978, my hometown, Dothan, Alabama. What was up on that? Well, the first ever match was uh, in Dothan, Alabama, was two very good veteran wrestlers, man. And uh, uh, one was a black star named Charlie Cook, a great athlete. And uh, the other was another veteran who was uh, was, uh, a recent guy that worked a whole lot for us in uh, Knoxville. And he had come back to Knoxville for a little bit, uh, and his name was Doug Gilbert. Called him the pro. And uh, so Doug Gilbert uh, comes back in the territory in Knoxville. And I decided that I wanted to put both of these two guys into my crew down there. I want them to go there and be part of that territory. So uh, so they're both going to be there for a while. But that's the first match in, in uh, Dothan, Alabama for Southeastern Gulf Coast, Charlie Cook versus Doug Gilbert. Uh, second match was Dr. D, David Schultz. And uh, wow, was he a young and wild son of a gun, man. Uh, <laughs> he, he, you, you could tell someday down the road, he's liable to slap something. <laughs> 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 so David Schultz wrestled against a guy named, another black guy, good good wrestler, uh, out of Montgomery, Alabama, named Burhead Jones. Yeah, we loved him. Okay. Yeah. You probably know, Bobby. You probably remember a lot of these guys. Yeah. Uh, Mike Stallings yeah. on that show. Now, these are all new guys to these Knoxville people, except for Burhead. He's the first guy that people even recognized on this night's card. Uh, the third match is Mike Stallings wrestling against the, the young continental lover, man, uh, Eddie Mansfield. Uh, nobody'd ever seen those two. So you got a lot of things going on here that are really difficult for the first night in the town in which most of your card is new wrestlers that they've only seen maybe three times on television. So uh, the fourth match on that card is Bob Armstrong, man. And uh, he's against somebody that they do recognize that's been there a long time, off and on, Eddie Sullivan. Hmm. And then I, I, for the first time in almost three years, I'm going to be a heel again, you know? So I got to change my whole uh, philosophy. I got to change my way of thinking in the ring and everything else. Uh, I've been, uh, it's been about three years since I had healed. I'm going to be a heel in that territory. So, and I'm wrestling against Ricky Fields, who happened to be the son of the man I bought the territory from, my father's first cousin, Lee Fields. So the main event featured Andre the Giant, obviously, uh, but it wasn't a battle royal. We did something a little bit different. He, we partnered Andre with a young talent that's going to eventually be, become part of uh, one of the most famous tag teams in wrestling history. He's going to be one of the Rock and Roll Express. Reuben Gibson, later known as Robert Gibson, was obviously the younger of of a uh, younger brother of Ricky Gibson, who was a current star in Knoxville mm-hmm. at the point at this point. So we're using his brother down there close to Pensacola, where they're both from. So Andre and Reuben Gibson are going to meet uh, the very young but extremely talented new assassin team that had never, well, they probably had three or four matches because they had been on television for three or four matches that were being sent into into Dothan. Uh, But they were a very new team, and uh, the guys' names were Randy Colley and Roger Smith. So Randy Colley, for fans who've been enjoying the USA TV shows on the Southeastern Rewind, and uh, now they're over there, obviously, on the uh, on the streaming channel as well. Uh, 
Randy Colley was the Ron Wright's dog <laughs> in the USA program. So those watching that show, they'll they'll know right away who I'm talking about. Uh, Roger Smith was a big guy. Both these guys were big boys, man. They looked like the Jody Hamilton, you know, both about that size. And Roger Smith was one of the lightest and fastest moving big men on his feet that I've ever seen in the sport, man. And those guys are managed by another guy's name you're probably going to recognize, Rip Tyler. Well-known figure in Gulf Coast and uh, <laughs> and of wrestling uh, on the recent Gulf Coast uh, Classic match. And we've got this. Now we're doing these classic matches mm -hmm. from Gulf Coast. And they're going to be seen, obviously, on the Classic Continental Wrestling streaming channel. They're already on there. Yeah. A couple of them already. And uh, fans are really going crazy about those things, Dave. I mean, they are really, really complimenting me about where to get these, man. How did you find these matches? <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So, so who did win these matches? This was a, a really big night. Yeah, and it was a pretty big card, uh, you know. Uh, so uh, Charlie Cook, uh, he won the first match ever in southeastern uh, Gulf Coast. He beat Doug Gilbert. Uh, David Schultz won over Burhead Jones. Mike Stallings uh, took the match over Eddie Mansfield by disqualification. Uh, Bob Armstrong went out there and wowed that crowd, man. <laughs> they, you know, and he, he got him a strong win over Eddie Sullivan. It was Bob's very first appearance in Dothan, Alabama, in that part of the country, you know. And uh, so then uh, and then I really enjoyed my first match as a heel in three years, man. I got a lot of heat, man, and I, uh, and I beat up pretty bad the young Ricky Fields, man, and I used the fuller leg lock to beat him with. And like Bob, it was also my first match in that area. You know, we're, we're all new guys. A lot of us are all new guys. The Assassins in the last match, uh, they've never seen that team before. Uh, they very, I don't think Reuben Gibson had probably ever wrestled there either. Uh, you know, and Andre, I think Andre had probably been there before. But, uh, you know, uh, so the Assassins end up winning that match. They beat uh, Reuben Gibson, obviously, with the help of the manager, Rip Tyler. Mm-hmm. I, Andre had been in Dothan before because I was a little kid when I actually ran into him in the hallway, and I'll never forget that. So, so yeah, Andre had visited Dothan before. But listen, I was not going to any matches back then. So, but what about the at that that particular point? It seemed like all my all my wrestling was in the late sixties and early seventies. But what was what kind of crowd did you have? Because you're talking you're talking what year? You're talking. We're talking 78. 78. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so you weren't there. And, right. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah. And, and you weren't the only one that wasn't there. Right. Because there wasn't many people in the building to tell you the truth. <laughs> you know, uh, there wasn't, you know, people that quit going to wrestling there. And that's why yeah. he wanted to sell the territory. And even with Andre on the card, that night only drew about 1,300 fans. Hmm. So, as bad as it looked, to me, I had a couple of people tell me, you know, I, I said, well, you know, I, I kind of expressed my uh, a little disappointment with what the, what, what the first night was with Andre. And the, the people that I talked to, they said, geez, you ought to be happy. He says, it's about three times bigger than what Gulf Coast has been drawing here in, in the last three months before, <laughs> before you bought the company. So the crowd, you know, might not have looked good to others. 
you know, might have looked real good to others. So that's the impression I got. But to me, man, it just said we got a long way to go here to make this a success. So hmm. the next day, Bob Armstrong took Andre to the WTVY-TV station to make the first Southeastern Gulf Coast TV show live. And uh, I couldn't be seen with Andre anymore in that part of the country because I was now healed there. So uh, Bob didn't mind it at all. He, he loved Andre, and so did Andre love Bob. And, uh, you know, so that wasn't a bad deal for either one of them. So the Giant being on the first Southeastern Gulf Coast TV show now, that was a very impressive way to introduce fans and the TV management that the stations that we were on uh, about what kind of wrestling company we were mm -hmm. and what kind of new wrestling they were going to get. And they were going to see more big-name talent in that first show that day than they probably had ever seen. Uh, they were also going to see more bells and whistles from the production department upstairs than they had ever seen. Because that visit we talked about in the last studcast that I had with the director, Wayne Register, uh, which was just the day before this first show, uh, it, it, it was it paid dividends. I, I guess that's a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. uh, that show, Wayne kicked it, man. Yeah, he had four great instant replays on four matches. He was really had it together. So there might have been a little interest in wrestling in that part of the country lately, you know. And that's what I was thinking at this point, you know, after seeing that first crowd. But it was kind of that way in Knoxville three years earlier when I got there, you know, and what had. What kind of happened is uh, I made that word Southeastern in the front of wrestling. Uh, it was going to make a big change for everything, man. And, uh, and down there uh, on in the south uh, along the Gulf Coast, just like it, it was doing in Knoxville, they were going to see these big old huge crowds too. Wow. What a great studcast so far, Stud. So I think we may hear a little more about why the crowd was so small after the break. Now a word about Southeastern Rewind on YouTube. We'll be right back. All right, Studcast fans, this is the schedule of last week's air dates on YouTube Southeastern Rewind for the week of Thursday, March 3rd through Wednesday, March 9th, and includes this coming week's events. Thursday, March 3rd, Continental Number 18 TV Trophy Championship Match, Mask versus Mask, The Bullet versus The Flame, and more. March 10th is episode number 19. Sunday, March 6th, Southeastern Classics Match, Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden versus the Von Steiger Brothers for the Southeastern Tag Belts. Next Sunday, March 13th, another classic match. Monday, March 7th, Gulf Coast Classic Match. Ron Bass and his so-called brother, a young Dutch Mantel, versus Cowboy Bob Kelly and Rip Tyler. Next Monday, another Gulf Coast Classic Match. Tuesday, March 8th, Stud Stories, number 22. Vince McMahon's Greed, part one, How He Killed the Territories. Next Tuesday, Stud Stories, number 23. Ronnie Garvin, the 11th NWA champ, Ron wrestled. Wednesday, March 9th, Studcast number 240, Andre the Giant, Bob Armstrong, and Dr. D. David Schultz open the Southeastern Gulf Coast Territory, and Charlie Platt joins in live. Next Wednesday, one week after Ronnie Garvin broke Roy Lee Welch's arm, Garvin wrestles Andre the Giant in one of the most famous matches in Southeastern Knoxville history. Fans, don't forget that every one of these is now on the Studs streaming channel, ClassicContinentalWrestling.com.
Plus, the first three hours, Stars of the Sport with Andre the Giant goes up there Thursday, March 10th, Part 1. Sunday, March 13th, Part 2. Subscribe now for only $4.99 per month or $39.99 per year and get one week free. That's ClassicContinentalWrestling.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back once again. It is time for our special guest. Would you like to say a couple of words about him today, Ron? Uh, yeah, I would, man. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, uh, you know, I was doing our first ever Southeastern Gulf Coast TV show from the WTVY studios. I said that a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is on uh, the day of the TV, uh, the day after the card where we had wrestled Andre and I and Bob Armstrong, all of us, the night before. And, uh, and I was about to meet a guy for basically the second time only, you know, who was going to turn out to be someone just as important to my new company, man, uh, as any of the stars that ever wrestled there. And he and I have over the years become friends over the last 44 years, as a matter of fact. And it is really a distinct pleasure to have him on with us today for this ride. And I'm talking about Charlie Platt, a living legend in that part of the country. (laughs) No doubt. And you guys had something in common. And Bob Armstrong was one of your best friends. Bob was one of Charlie's best friends. So, Stud, Charlie happens to be a longtime friend of mine as well. We've known each other uh, a long time, maybe even longer than you guys. But he's sitting right here next to me in my recording studio in my spare room here at home. I'm going to turn this over to you and to Charlie for a southeastern Gulf Coast Studcast reunion. How about that? Ron, just like 44 years ago, as if it were for the very first time, say hello to our buddy Charlie Platt. Hello, my man, Charlie Platt. Hello, Ronald, up in Tennessee. Greetings from South Alabama, the Dothan area, home of the Houston County Farm Center, one of the truly historic places for professional wrestling in the South. No doubt. Do do you agree with that, sir? Oh, absolutely, my man. I I know not. One of the smallest cities in the country, smaller cities in the country. I doubt any place has drawn the type of crowds over the years that were drawn in Dothan, Alabama. (laughs) I know know the territory in this part of the studcast world is, is going wide open and is on fire up in Knoxville, but... Uh, this long, tall drink of water from Dyersburg, Tennessee, decides, hey, I'm going to spread my wings and fly and buy my cousin Lee Fields territory down in the, it, it was called the Mobile Territory, but it was actually uh, from Mobile, Alabama, back over to Dothan, over to near Tallahassee, Florida, and uh, pretty, at its day, had been a very, very, a territory that drew a lot of money, especially back during the uh, 1960s and into the 70s, but it kind of fell on hard times. Uh, I have yet to figure out why you would have come down here and bought the thing. I met you in the latter part of (laughs) 77. Really? I mean, you got a perspective. Lee Fields, Mm -hmm. who is part of the Welch family, a cousin to Ronald, had promoted wrestling from about 1959-60 up until 1976. Somewhere along 74 time period, Lee lost an interest in wrestling Mm -hmm. because he had become a race car driver and owned Mobile International Speedway and leased a track in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The racing bug bit Lee 
and the wrestling bug died. So, Ron, so what what did you see, Ron? Uh, well, you know, uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, Charlie, uh, I didn't do a whole lot of due diligence, man. Before I, <laughs> I knew it. I, this you is know, the first. Uh, and uh, you know, and I've talked about this on the Studcast. I've admitted it. You know, I was yeah. kind of in there for three days, riding around with Rock and McGuire, and uh, never saw any matches, no live matches, to see what kind of houses were even there. Uh, it was just kind of a shot in the dark, in a way. Uh, my getting involved in it. But, well, uh, I tell you how bad it had, it had gotten. I, I'm going to put it into perspective. Wrestlers work off of a percentage of the house shows. Correct, Ron? Back in the day, correct. territory days. Yeah. yeah. I was guaranteed so much money to go out and do the ring announcing at the Farm Center in Dothan and the New Brockton Farm Center up above Enterprise in Coffee County. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 1978, early part, I would get uh, maybe $50 to come out to Dothan and $35 for uh, the New Brockton shot. And you had to drive over. Well, yeah. But, I mean, we're talking 1978, Dave. And and the territory was drawing so poorly that I can remember seeing – legends in my book and in Dave's book and in Ron's book like Dick Dunn, Leon Baxter, Carson, uh, Ken Lucas (laughs) that would come in and try to get things going again. I have seen them take off home payoffs of $25 on a Saturday night in New Brockton, Alabama. Does that put it in perspective to you, Ron, is how bad it was? Well, uh, I can I can kind of add to that a little bit, Charlie, oh, yeah. because when we got started down there, that was about the payoffs back in <laughs> when I started down there. You know, we didn't get much more than that out of New Brockton in the first few shows. Uh, it was really, really dead, and uh, and that that's one of the great parts about the Studcast is I'm going to be able to explain over a period of time now just how bad it was and. You know, there were a lot of those towns, Charlie, that uh, like Montgomery, as an example, we gave the money back twice in Montgomery before we ever had enough people to run a show. Wow. That's so, that, that, wow. So it, it was extremely dead. That's yes. for darn sure. And uh, we had a long way to go to to make that thing uh, profitable. Well, I'll be, you know, I'll be honest with you, from my perspective, looking back on it today, sitting here in Dave's studio with uh, – these uh, all this catering that's been done. Oh, you ought to see the shrimp size of this shrimp. <laughs> oh, I bet, man. Yes, sir. Hi, Dag. That's a looks like a chicken leg over there. So, to, but looking back, what it was, it was kind of a blow to me to get thir- No, I got thirty five dollars, and I carried a payoff to Dick Dunn of twenty five, and he was a childhood hero that uh, Dave and I saw wrestling. Yeah. Selling out the Houston County Farm Center week after week with Carson, Leon Baxter, the and wrestling the pro. pro. Yeah, yeah. All of the greats that came through. Mario Galento. We saw it all. Same thing your dad promoted for years. And here it is, $25 for a main eventer. And and me getting $10 more than him, that kind of, you look at, well, this stuff isn't so good after all. That's that. That was my impression after getting into the business. If he got well, that in New Brockton, what did he get in Dothan? Maybe thirty-five dollars wow. or twenty-five. Wow. Uh, but it was just it was hard times for the wrestling business here. Yeah. 
And going yeah. back what Ronald said a little bit earlier, I've checked some records, and you can do it on a lot on Facebook, different sites and everything. And interesting thing is, uh, by the time Southeastern got cranked up going good, and even back into the heyday of Gulf Coast wrestling, they were drawing more people than Miami Beach, Florida. <laughs> yeah. And Ron can vouch for yeah. that because Ron was part of the Florida Territory up until 74, correct? Yeah, I was there until 74. And, uh, yeah, there were a lot of times, I'm sure, that y'all were drawing more than that. My dad drew 40,000 in Ladd Stadium in <laughs> 1958. So mm -hmm. there, it was a tremendous area at one time, and it had really gone upon hard times. Very poor. But I really think, Charlie, my problem was I really wanted that second territory. I had a plan to have two territories and swap guys, and I felt like it was really going to work. And I felt like I need to get my foot in the door, get a territory, and start working on it. I kind of took over Knoxville in the same way. One of the first nights I ever ran Knoxville, I bet the guys didn't make $50. And I tell you what, it's all a family tradition because – Buddy and Mario Galento sold out Ladd Stadium in Mobile with, with 40000 like Ron was talking about. And about 10 years to the day later, in 1968, if I'm not mistaken, Buddy and Mario do the same angle in Atlanta, Georgia, and sell out the baseball stadium, correct? Constantly yeah. on. Yeah. 30000 30, or wow. so. You know, first time I saw that, that – uh, that uh, poster board for that particular match. I, I hate to admit how dumb I was. I saw it in a collection, and it said Ponce de Leon. I said, damn, I didn't know that Buddy and Mario wrestled in Ponce de Leon, Florida. But it was... <laughs> well, no, that was, a, that was a ballpark, man. And you know, the strange things about that, Charlie, uh, there was two world boxing champions on those cards. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Lewis was in Mobile, and Rocky Marciano was in Atlanta. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you know, uh, Dad really know how to put them together. Eight. So I got one for you, man. I want I want to jump on this real quick for you, man. I wish I could get you on a longer broadcast, and I'm going to bring you back again sometime. But I wanted to ask you, man. Uh, you know, you you were the commentator for me, and uh, longer than any any commentator I had, and and all four of my wrestling companies for seven years. And uh, for seven years, you were behind that microphone. And, and I just wonder, uh, what is your most memorable moment that you had in those seven years uh, with Southeastern? Oh, my goodness. There, was, there, there were so many. There was the uh, Flair and Arn Anderson and Bob Armstrong deal where uh, Arn's hairpiece kind of came apart on him in the ring on TV. There was just so many. I could, oh, boy. I, it was a good one. Uh, scalping him already there, Bob. Now, Bob, and, and you know, this is one of those that uh, I make this public to Ron and I. It was one of the toughest losses of friends we could ever have. Mm. When, when Bob Armstrong, Joseph James passed away. and uh, But it, it was the angle of Bob. And, and How that, many times that's the slap heard around the world? How, almost. <laughs> I mean, I, I know there's the David Schultz thing, but how many times have I heard you say that? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Bob was, uh, and this was a brilliant, actually, if, if you get down to it, this was the start 
of the longest running angle possibly in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah. The Welch family against the James family, a.k.a. Fuller versus Armstrong. And the way it all came about, Ron had the brilliant idea to turn Bob, Mr. Captain America, <laughs> into a heel. That, and Bob's not here. He would have slapped me. I remember in 1963 in the second or third grade watching Bob Armstrong live on television from Columbus, Georgia, Fred Ward Promotions. Yes, friends and neighbors, come on down and join us Wednesday night at the City Auditorium, Fred Ward. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he'd always been the biggest baby face, one of the biggest baby faces that ever in the history of territory wrestling put on a pair of tights. And and uh, Bob could have been big, big all over the world. Bob chose to be a homebody and stay in the Southeast. But Bob gets turned into a heel. He does it on a turn on Ron with uh, heavyweight champion, heavyweight yeah. championship match with Ric Flair and Mobile. And that was the first night. Then he went on to slap his son, Brad Armstrong. <laughs> he brought on one of the greatest running fictitious characters in wrestling. <laughs> his Fanny, girl. His, his woman, by gosh. It was Fanny Mae Titwiler. And uh, he grew a mustache. He started smoking cigarettes on, on the set, which Bob was a chain smoker anyway, so that just went along with his personality. That's playing the part. That's playing the part wow. there, buddy. Wow. And he just, he, he'd get down there and, uh, but, but for some strange reason, he just wasn't completely over as a heel. It would still be a good portion of the people he walk out there would cheer for him. <laughs> Am I right, Ron? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he had such support and uh, he had been a baby face all his life. All his life. So there's a certain all amount. All his life. And, you know, it was a big adjustment for fans. They didn't adjust <laughs> right away to booing him and despising yeah. him. But by golly, he figured out how to get there. He did. He did. <laughs> and, and we figured out that maybe slapping me since nobody, nobody had ever laid a finger on me on TV or in the ring of the arenas that maybe a good slap to me would be good. But there was an added attraction that went along with it. And, and it really was not, you didn't have it in your booking sheet that it was going to happen this way, but it just happened this way on a Friday morning, the 13th day of May. I remember Friday the 13th, May 1983, my first child was born, Brantley Charles Platt, at the uh, medical center in Dothan, Alabama. And being in radio and on TV doing wrestling, and it all being done at Channel 4, and I being the program director of FM 95, Ann Varnum announced the baby being born 10 minutes after it was born because the morning show was going on on Channel 4. Yeah. Yeah. Then they talked about it on radio all day because I wasn't there because I was at the hospital. And then John Williams, one of the great anchors through the years at Channel 4 Television, and for folks listening across the country, Channel 4 was a major regional television station that reached southwest Georgia, northwest Florida, and all of southeast Alabama up to Montgomery. 
Yep. It was I mean, a hoss. It was, it was a hoss. It was a hoss. In the TV signals, it was a hoss. It was yeah. high horsepower. So yeah. that night, John Williams said, before we get to the news, we would like to congratulate our good co-worker, Charlie Platt, and host of Southeastern Championship Wrestling on the arrival of his son, the first child, Brantley Charles Platt. It had been on the news. It had been everywhere <laughs> in the media that I was a dad. And we had it scheduled that the next day, Saturday, May 14th, 1983, would be the day that finally Bob would get me at the desk and slap me. (laughs) And it it was convenient because I could then leave, turn the the show over to Rick Stewart and Al Roberts and go to the hospital and be with my baby and wife. Wow. Yeah. So... I had told members of my family, only my family, Mm -hmm. that whatever they saw on TV on Saturday afternoon, we were just making money. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought everything's going to be okay. (laughs) We're there at the hospital. I'm holding the baby. I didn't even look at the show. I never, I never, it was two or three weeks before I saw the playback of it. And uh, I'm sitting there holding the baby. And the phone rings, and it's the assistant administrator of Southeast Alabama Medical Center. And he says that he's in his office, and is there any way that I could call the TV station and get them to run a, we did it with a crawl, not to call Southeast Alabama (laughs) Medical Center, because so many people were calling to see how I was, how the baby was, and how everybody was doing that it had jammed up the 793 circuit in the Dothan area. So I went to a payphone that was a 794 number, called the TV station, which was a 792, and they ran a crawl. I thought, well, we got that taken care of. We jammed up a phone, whole phone system. Now let's see where we go from here. And about that time, five guys from a National Guard troop in Ashford, Alabama, come up to the maternity ward at Southeast Alabama Medical Center wanting to know if I was okay. I went out, greeted them. They wanted to know where Bob Armstrong stayed when he was in Dothan (laughs) because they were going to go and whip his ever-loving Georgia carcass. Peach. Peach. Peach is what it is. Yeah, peach. It was it was as hot as anything I have ever seen, and if you'll remember, well, you weren't there because you had retired, and we hadn't brought you back. But uh, he had to have deputy sheriffs from the Houston County Sheriff's Department escort him back home to Gulf Breeze, Florida. Yeah, I can believe that. Probably that, ride with him all the way down Interstate ninety to yeah, keep somebody from pulling up beside him and shooting, shooting him. That's right. And, <laughs> and it, it, it as the tape bicycle the next week into Montgomery, Birmingham, and all the different markets we were in, the heat was there like never before, and that would have to be my most memorable occasion. The second most memorable would be the day you came back. And held Bob when I slapped him back, and that was that was strictly to take some of the heat off of Bob because Bob was terrified. He had never, after that slap took place and things got really hot on him, he'd never felt heat like that before. 
And uh, that was Bob's idea for me to slap him back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 was a he was a little concerned, man, about uh, about how how hot things got. Uh, so, uh, Charlie, I, you know, I, I got I got one that I, I remember most. You know, uh, and uh, and you probably do too. Uh, and this is one turned out to be one of the probably most watched interviews in in the history of wrestling uh we did a tv together the first time we ever stood and me holding the microphone and that's basically what this boils down to people (laughs) a dumb redneck from southeast alabama holding the microphone for the most egotistical (laughs) what Listen, when what? he get, when he get, the thing about Ronald when he got down with his interviews and really <laughs> tonight the farm center, he would start foaming at the mouth. You thought, well, dang, did he ever get a rabies shot? I mean, <laughs> he would just really put everything into it, and that interview has got to be one of the funniest. But yet, it was a heat magnet, buddy. Is that what you're gonna put on me today? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I just, uh, and you see that so many different places, and uh, and actually, uh, uh, hopefully, we're going to run it in the show, man. We're going we're gonna to stick it in this stud cast for anybody that maybe have never heard it. It's great. And hopefully, a lot of people that have heard it can stand it one more time <laughs> because I was a little bit arrogant. Well, it <laughs> but, was a, it was a personality profile, if my memory serves me correct. And, yeah. and, and and personality profile, we tried to hold it to five to six minutes part of the program, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, this is just part of the thing. It, it's it, He goes on and he goes on. Yeah, but I, don't you think Ron deserved the respect of an empty studio and, as he had? And, and, I mean, there you were, Charlie. It looked like you were looking up a pine tree. It was amazing. Well, the only thing worse than that would be interviewing Andre. I mean, you know. But then again, look at here. You don't want to interview Ronald's son or his grandson. Yeah, know, right? The grandson Charles make me look bad at six. He's six five now, fifteen yeah, years five old. Fifteen. Well, yeah. and and two. Let me add. Since the since the studcast has been on the air, how many episodes? Two hundred and thirty eight. Uh, your voice is on the beginning of every one because it's that very interview oh, yeah. that we use the parts and pieces of that kind of set up this whole story that he's been telling for the last few years. Not not just because he's my friend, and and I don't get any money from him anymore. So you know, it's nothing about the money or anything like that. And I, I'm not an employee. Ron Welch has got to be in. Uh, it's, it's a family tradition from Roy down to your dad, Buddy, and you caught the vision as well. One of the greatest promoters of all time in the wrestling industry, in the hockey industry, anything you touched, it was successful. And as the stud cast is now, it's an honor for me to be here today and, and just to, to look back and reflect on your career i'm so glad you're doing this because so much has been said and done about vince mcmahon and uh maybe the crockett family and people like that when the welch family 
the largest wrestling family on the planet, as they say, created this whole thing called Southern Wrestling. And it has, it, it lived from the 40s all the way through the 80s and into the early parts of the 90s before, uh, you know, I'll just, I just come out and say it. Vince, in my opinion, destroyed wrestling. He, along with some corporate interest that uh, the mogul Ted Turner brought in, they destroyed an industry that literally employed hundreds, if not thousands of people week in and week out. But uh, am I bitter? No. I just think the wrong thing took place and the wrong man took over wrestling in the country. But that's just uh, extra fodder for you there, stud. Thank you for having me today. Love you, buddy. Oh, you love you too, Charlie. Thank you so much for being on. And uh, we can probably do this again, man. I'd like to get you back on. Uh, we're, we're working our way through uh, through week by week. And now two territories. This is the very first time we've ever talked about two territories. Southeastern, Gulf Coast, Pensacola, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is its first time to be uh, really, really uh, significant in the stud cast, and uh, it's uh, we're going to get you back in here, and we'll we'll uh, have some more stories. Uh, thank you very much, as always, my man, for uh, being on with us today. Hey, stud. Uh, by the way, in the future, if you invite him back to my house, the pantry's a pretty big deal to me, so I'm going to need a better heads up. Just so yeah. you know. <laughs> the, the shrimp were nice, but you know those little uh, what was it? Uh, a lay on a stick type thing that'd be nice to go along with the shrimp yeah he just opened my freezer like what, what we got well i'll just come down there too guys oh and my god all, oh we'll, my all, god we'll all get in here we go <laughs> thank you charlie i sure appreciate it thank you buddy man i'm telling you that was a lot of fun really special stud so where do we ride to next ron okay well next week man we're going to we're going to go back to southeastern knoxville for matches in the coliseum uh, and these are going to be just two days after this Dothan card that we've just talked about in this stud cast. And uh, so uh, Andre returned with me uh, right after that TV. And uh, we the, we went uh, right then on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Charlie Platt took us to the airport, both he and Andre. Uh, and uh, we were uh, headed back to Knoxville. And he was going to be... The, uh, on Sunday afternoon in a match against Ronnie Garvin. And it was only one week after Ronnie Garvin had broken Roy Lee Welch's arm. Ooh. And this match between Ronnie Garvin and Andre the Giant was going to be one of the all-time best Knoxville matches in history. <laughs> so uh, so we're now going to visit both territories. Uh, basically, uh, every week is Southeastern Wrestling Knoxville kind of soars, man, at this point in the <laughs> southeastern Gulf Coast. I found out in the first show is going to struggle, you know. And uh, so the Studcast is going to kind of become a, a fascinating weekly glimpse into wrestling history from here on. The likes of which you're not going to be able to find on any wrestling podcast anywhere out there. I can tell you that. We're going to do – we're going to uh, – really train people and we're going to really teach people uh, what it was like, not just to run one company, but to try to run two of them at the same time. 
listen, I don't know how you're going to do this. Have you ever herded cats before? Because I think that's I think that's what you're up against in this. This is going to be quite the job. Plus, uh, maybe you've been a plate spinner in the circus. <laughs> yeah. All right, so so I can't, I can't wait to see how this is going to turn out. All right. So I'm going to pass along some special information for a minute or so. And then we're going to come back to end this studcast with that historic first interview that you did with Charlie Platt, March 4th, 1978, the studs introduction to the state of Alabama. That is coming up. So don't miss it. That's going to happen before this studcast ends. Okay. On Facebook to become friends with the stud. It is so simple. All you do is go to either his Ron Fuller, the Tennessee stud or Ron Fuller Welch author page like him and follow him there and you automatically become friends with that that way that way anything that happens on any page shows up on all the pages on twitter you follow him on ron fuller welch find everything on ron's website tnstud.com that's tnstud.com studcast super studcast historic videos photo gallery his stud store with souvenirs of all kinds Autograph photos, tremendous Continental DVD wrestling five packs, T-shirts, Tennessee stud mask, and his chilling novel, Brutus. Visit him now at tnstud.com. The Southeastern Rewind YouTube channel has a lot going on, but Stud's streaming channel, ClassicContinentalWrestling.com, will have it all. Everything that the stud has ever produced in the past, in the present, and on into the future, it'll be added to daily for years to come. Don't miss the first three-hour Stars of the Sport with Andre the Giant. Part 1 airs on Thursday, March 10th, and Part 2, Sunday, March 13th. Don't miss out, fans, on Old School's Greatest Wrestling Deal. Stream everything that is the Tennessee Stud Classic ContinentalWrestling.com. Let's say it one more time. ClassicContinentalWrestling.com. Only $4.99 per month or $39.99 one time. Boom. That gets you the entire year. You get it all. Subscribe today and get a free week bonus on your first month. Okay, fans, you are going to hear where so much of our Studcast opening comes from. When you hear the opening on the Studcast every week, the famous interview done almost exactly 44 years ago today. The one so many thousands of people all, all over the world have seen and heard. We're going to close this studcast with something very special. Something you did the day after your 30th birthday, stud. The day after opening your second territory. The day you may have laid your foundation for the future with the words you said and how you said them. And here we go. And the Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller. Uh, Mr. Fuller was asked to wrestle on today's program, but uh, you have informed the promotion of Southeastern Wrestling that you do not uh, wrestle on television. Am I correct in this? That is exactly right. Not only do I not wrestle on television, I had them empty this studio. I don't even want to talk with anybody behind me jeering, making any remarks. I want those people out there at home to hear the stud. Listen to what I'm saying. That's right. Bring that camera in here a little bit closer. Come on, bring it in. All you women sitting at home, you ain't dreaming. You seeing me live and in living color, the prettiest thing that's been on your television set ever. 
ever. You're looking at the biggest man, the baddest man that ever been in the state of Alabama. Six feet, nine inches tall, 265 pounds, and daddy, I can do it. And we, you know we have some videotape we'd like Wait. to review of Terry Funk and Harley Race in a world... I'm not finished. I'm not finished. If you don't mind, I want to tell these people something about myself before we see this film. I want to tell these people something about the man they are looking at. First of all, you're looking at the man that was the youngest man in history to win the Georgia Heavyweight Championship. The youngest man in history to win the Florida Heavyweight Championship. The youngest man in history to win the Southern Heavyweight Championship. The youngest man ever to win the Southeastern Championship. And the man that is destined to be your next world's heavyweight champion. Now, I'm not concerned about this film you are talking about. I'm concerned about you people out there. I want all you rednecks to get up out of your chair right now and walk over to where the calendar is on the wall, right? And I want you to take a pencil out of that old shift row or whatever it is next to that calendar, and I want you to mark a big circle around this date because today, ladies and gentlemen, is a red-letter day for wrestling in the state of Alabama for one reason, because the stud has arrived. That's right, I am here, I'm going places, and wrestling is going places. It ain't like nothing you've seen before, believe it. Believe what I'm telling you, I'm the baddest that's ever been. I'm gonna take care, I hear them talking about this tournament. I'm here to be the Alabama champion, and I am here to be the champion of you people. Now, I know you're out there watching. I know right now you're saying to yourself, Mom, ain't he something? Look how big and bad he is. Ain't he something? Well, you're right, Grandpa. He is something. And when you come down and pay your money, I will not be wrestling here for free. When you pay your money, you're going to see the wrestlingest machine that has ever been in this country and this world. I've been all over the world, everywhere. I've been to Australia, I've been in the Bahamas, I've been to Mexico, I've wrestled in Canada, I've wrestled in Japan, you name it, I've been there, I've beaten them all, six feet nine inches tall, like I said, 265 pounds, and if I ain't bad, there ain't a bad man around, and I cannot be had. I'm telling you people, mark the calendar just like I tell you, put that big circle around the date, because today is a red letter day for wrestling in the state of Alabama for one simple reason. Charlie Platt, is that the name, Platt? Yes, sir. For one simple reason, Charlie Platt, the stud is here. Simple as that. And uh, the Tennessee stud, uh, we have uh, that uh, video I'm not interested in that tape right now. Don't worry about the tape. I got a few more things I'd like to say. First of all, I know this show is seen throughout the state of Alabama. And I have wrestled in parts of the state of Alabama, but the northern area, Birmingham, Florence, Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, and so many little, I don't know the names of all the towns, some of them are very rinky-dink, but I'm going to be the champion. You people, you're going to be looking at this face, and you're going to be saying, now there is truly a man because you mark my words, you are looking at a man that is truly a man. The Tennessee stud. You will learn that name, you will remember it, because ladies and gentlemen, what you are looking at now is going to be wrestling in the future for you, all of it based around the finest, finest looking man that you women out there have ever seen 
and the baddest man that you men out there always dreamed of being something just like the stud. Now you can cut away to that film if you want to. Uh, wait. Now our director says, I think you've elaborated long enough. Uh, we have no time to run that film now. For Ron Fuller in the Great Smoky Mountains, I'm David Summers saying thank you for listening. Find me at David Summers Productions at gmail.com. This studcast is a David Summers production for Tennessee Stud LLC. Thanks for joining us today for this historic studcast. The true story continues next week. So full Nelson, your friends, and point them in our direction for another ride with the Tennessee Stud. This is David Summers saying so long from the Great Smoky Mountains.